I mean, it's kind of cute, right? Hello, and welcome back to Kinda Cute. And if you're new here, welcome. My name's Bailey Evan. I'm your host on Kinda Cute. And here we discuss articles from the cut and my general pop culture musings. First of all, happy new year. I said this on my Instagram stories, but I think New Year's Eve is a trash holiday. Any holiday that sets you up for high hopes and having to pay a lot of money and like it's just bound to be disappointing. So I don't even like to go out on New Year's Eve normally. I went out this year. It was actually kind of fine because the place we went was literally around the corner from my house. So I was able to walk home. Highly recommend that route if you do go out for New Year's Eve. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't think it's great. All this pressure to like look back on the last year and like look forward to the new and all these resolutions, like make every day a resolution, like live your life every day. Like it's a new year or, or don't actually, I take that back. Cause like I said, it's a trash holiday, but that being said, I did finally get my mom to write me a review. So I kind of took that as a new year's resolution win. I begged her to do it and eventually I just took her phone and wrote it myself and then got her approval and it's not even that great like it would have been so much better and heartfelt if she had written it but I don't think she's really listened to any of my episodes but it was a small victory and uh, I'll count that as my (laughs) as a new year's resolution being met so thanks mom I talked about this last episode but I hate how everyone goes dry January and January. The post-holiday depression hits me really hard. I'm starting to feel it, but it feels good to be back on the mic. Let's just go ahead and get into some updates, shall we? First off, you guys know I love to cover the sense that celebs love, that series they do on the cut, but I have to say that the one by Nick Jonas and John Barbados, you know, amping up their new product and perfume together, it was so boring. I have no comments on it. It was just so boring I couldn't include it. So I want to talk about something way more exciting, and that is the documentary Don't Fuck With Cats. It's on Netflix. I feel like everyone and their mother has seen it already, and if you haven't, please watch it and then slide into my DMs so we can discuss it because it is such a wild ride and such a well-done documentary. When I was growing up and to this day, like there's one career I could have beyond just working in pop culture in general in general it would be to make documentaries I don't think I have the skills to do it and I think it takes so much work but I've just always loved documentaries and I love ones that are really well shot and researched and edited and done and that this documentary is that the one thing I will say about it is it has parts that were hard to stomach like I literally had to look away because a lot of it has to do with animal cruelty there's murder and it's so hard to watch even though they don't show the graphic whole graphic nature of it they give you enough of the videos and they describe it enough that it literally made me sick to my stomach but if you can get past that it really is worth watching and on that note of psychotic stories i finally read the sarah lawrence story that was on the cut it was one of their articles this year that was one of the most read and uh i don't know why i didn't discuss actually i think it came out in april so it was before i started this podcast but wow, talk about ape shit, y'all. I don't know what's crazier, Don't Fuck With Cats or the Sarah Lawrence story. Uh, to give you kind of the gist, it's about an ex-convict who's involved in like kind of mafia stuff, uh, securities fraud. And on top of that, I'm pretty sure he was schizophrenic. So literally was like a huge conspiracy theorist or is. He's still out and about to this day. Uh, he moved into Sarah Lawrence with his daughter and multiple roommates I believe there was nine of them in a house in Sarah Lawrence like on-campus housing and 
the college kind of turned a blind eye to it and what ensued is the wildest shit again i don't want to spoil it all for you because i think it's worth reading but basically it was these very intelligent or at least very well educated people you know book smarts obviously don't translate to intelligence or i think you can still be very vulnerable and be well educated because some of these people that he traps are you know went to yale they were doing their residency from med school from columbia like insane and he it was basically like a sex cult it was kind of on the level of nexium if you've heard of that but just it's it has so many turns and weirdness and so does don't fuck with cats that that's my homework for you guys for this week get into those if you want to read something a little freaky dink to start out the weekend let's move on to some articles shall we let's let's start with the yikes of the week is should that be a new part of the series because i feel like there is always a yikes of the week and this one is well 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 channing tatum is now on raya by anna silman so you guys know channing tatum he's a magic mike he was dating or i'm sorry he was married to jenna dewan tatum for a while and i was actually just watching a weird show on netflix called soundtrack i don't think i like it but she was in it and we talked about how she was in that weird flirty dancing show so maybe jenna dewan previously tatum is really thriving without Channing holding her back. And uh, after they broke up, he dated Jesse J, the singer, for a while. So apparently they broke up, and it says, Tatum has been on Raya for a few weeks. He would love to be dating someone is not shy about it. A source tells E! News he wants to have fun again, and he doesn't care if he meets someone online, a setup, or just walking down the street. A friend suggested Raya, and he felt like he had nothing to lose by joining. Now, if anyone wants to recommend me to Raya, I would really love that just to do some sleuthing because the thing is, no one listens to this podcast, so I could just expose everyone on there because the rule about Raya is like Fight Club. It's like if you're on Raya, you can't talk about Raya or you get kicked off. So I don't know if Channing is going to get kicked off since it apparently like leaked that he's on it. I mean, I doubt they would do that to someone of his celebrity status, but you never know. They kicked off Stassi, I think, a few times. So just goes to show it doesn't matter your celebrity oh i'm sorry stassi from vanderpump rules who in my eyes is a very large celebrity she got kicked off raya for talking about it on her podcast but the best way to get on is through recommendations anyone wants to recommend a budding podcast enthusiast i'm available i also meant to talk about it earlier while i'm self-plugging myself when i was talking about my mom finally giving me a review but please i would still love a review on apple Podcasts. i still have so many kind of cute stickers i will send you one Always feel free to message me on Instagram, Bailey Evan, at Kinda Cute Podcast. If you, there's anything you want me to discuss more or topics you want me to cover, I would love to hear from you. I really, I always say this, but I'd love to interact with you guys more. That's like my favorite part about doing this podcast. We also have a Manny Jacinto update. If you recall from last week, we talked about Thirst Trap, Manny Jacinto, who is on The Good Place, and St. Judas and Kurtz wrote that article. And I somehow got into the cut council. I don't think it's exactly hard to get into, but the cut council is just like another list of the cut where if you're a big fan, they'll send you updates and whatever. So in the first newsletter that the cut council sent out, they actually gave uh, more info about the Manny Jacinto Articles. So they wrote, the Tiger Beatish encounter was a hit with readers. So now we're sharing excerpts and photos that didn't run in the published version with you. And I felt like I just had to include this because as we talked about in the comments and I talked about myself, I wanted more. I wanted more details. So I'm going to sum up what he said for you guys. He said he thinks comedy comedy is easier than drama. He says he thinks that he will miss 
playing Jason. He's definitely going to miss playing the goofball dummy, at least for now. He then was asked to talk about his role in Top Gun Maverick, and I thought this was interesting because he said, working with Tom is an intense experience. He brings a certain level of energy and intensity to the room. He's one of very few people that can come into a room and have everyone go silent. This struck a chord with me because I think Tom Cruise is straight up psycho Scientologist and just... I think people are scared of him. I literally think they're scared of him because of how litigious they are in the Scientology community and just everything surrounding that. So I thought it was interesting because I felt like Manny's answer was a little bit couched and kind of insinuating that he's a little bit crazy without straight up saying it. And then the last thing it talks about is him dancing. And he said he didn't start dancing until he was 20, which I also thought was interesting because he seems like someone who's been dancing his whole life. So it just goes to show you guys that it's never too late to pick up on a hobby and get really good at it. I'm still waiting for that to happen to me, but you know, there's hope. So I just want to give you that little Manny update. I still don't feel like this update provided, you know, talking about Italian and the other stuff they mentioned in the article and really didn't give me the juice I was looking for, but I appreciate the effort. Next up, now this is an unexpected couple by Amanda Arnold. I have to preface this by saying that I love Bill Hader. He's one of those people, you know, when they ask like, who's someone who's not conventionally attractive that you find attractive? And somehow this has become Bill Hader for me. It was that stupid Amy Schumer movie that really did it for me. And I just love him as Stefan on SNL. I loved him in It. He was the best part of It too, I have to say. He plays Richie, which is Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things. He plays Mike in Stranger Things. He plays the grown-up version of Mikey. And he did such a good job with that. I actually think that was one of Finn's best roles too. He is a way better character in It than he is in Stranger Things. Anyways, getting too sidetracked. I could talk about Bill Hader for a while. But this is the juice, guys. Bill Hader is apparently dating Summer Roberts, a.k.a. Rachel Bilson. (gasps) I know. Gasp. Shock. TMZ spotted the two grabbing coffee and holding hands at a Starbucks in Hader's hometown of Tulsa. They were hanging out with his family. And then on New Year's Eve, they were spotted buying two different flavors of LaCroix, mango and apricot. I can't say those are my favorite flavors, but, you know, I like La LaCroix. Maybe this means they were having a nice, tame New Year's Eve in, which I told you I'm all about. So I just thought that was interesting. You might have heard about it by now, but I think it's just kind of one of those couples that I'm kind of into. I never really saw her and Hayden Christensen being a thing, so I'm, I'm kind of glad she's moving on. Next up, Rihanna goes incognito to eat a massive hot dog in peace by Amanda Arnold. <laughs> Over the weekend, Rhi rendered herself fully unrecognizable with a massive scar and, and coat before taking a jaunt over to Winter Wonderland in London's Hyde Park. So she was meeting up with her friend, and it's... <laughs> and when they get separated because it's so crowded, they get back together, and there's Rihanna holding a massive hot dog that appears to be at least a foot long. Now, the only reason I am including this is because when I was in London a few weeks ago, I happened to walk through Hyde Park because we were tr- we were just walking from Chelsea over to Oxford Circle, which is a long walk, and we cut through Hyde Park, and I am just shocked that Rihanna willingly went to this Christmas winter wonderland. It was the most crowded, insane place I've ever been. Just the line for bag check was like a half a mile long. 
so I know obviously she probably didn't have to wait for that, but this just strikes me as really humble and gave me new respect for her. You know she's a fan favorite on Kinda Cute, but I just had to include that because seeing that in person, I was just like, oh, hell no. It was like the Times Square of London at the time, this winter wonderland, and it just looked terrifying. It looked like a carnival on crack, and I hated it, and I'm not a huge carnival fan to begin with. Kinsey so badly wanted to go in because when we were in Edinburgh, we rode one of those really high swings that spins around she's all about those crappy carnival thrill rides and i love rides i love thrill rides but there is something about carnivals that does not jive with me all of the smells all of the people vaguely feeling like you're gonna throw up not my thing so again props to rihanna i know i always say rihanna i know she pronounced it rihanna so i apologize last up from our girl sanjita sinkertz who she really gets to write the crush articles, so I'm so jealous. And she brought us the biggest boys of 2019, which seemed fitting as we're in 2020. So she writes, here at The Cut, we love a big boy, and 2019 has been the year of absolutely huge ones. They're everywhere, looking too massive alongside doors and cars and small animals, some awkward in their largeness and others with grace and power of small elephants. Of course, I live and die by my little kings, Timothée, Chalamet, preeminent among them, but there's nothing quite so wonderful as a very big boy, one that looks like he could pick you up with one hand and throw you to a different continent. Naturally, it was difficult to pick the final, the best boys of the year, but here's who made the final cut. So I'm going to share these with you guys and give you my opinions and see yours. So first up, they have Jason Momoa. And now maybe this is just because I wasn't a huge Game of Thrones fan, but Jason Momoa is someone I have never really seen the universal thirst for. And he his Instagram is Pride of Gypsies. And isn't that kind of like like not kosher to call people gypsies these days has he discussed that I'm, I'm not sure so moving on john cena i actually think john cena is a great comedic actor i love that he's transitioned from wrestling to comedy i do feel bad for one of the bella twins who he refused to ever marry or get engaged to because she was committed to him for so long but whatever he's definitely a big boy so i totally understand him being on this list next up Brian Tyree Henry, he's on Atlanta and he was in Joker and I haven't seen either one of those. So he seems very nice, but I, I don't know. I don't know this man. I'm sorry. Next up, Bill Hader, who we were just talking about. Now, I wouldn't have classified Bill Hader as a as a big boy, but I guess he's really tall. And Allison Davis, Baby Meatballs, who we talked about in the Diplo episode, she wrote on Twitter, Bill Hader won an Emmy for that ass, an exceptional talent on a fantastic television show. All right, Baby Meatballs, get it. I'm telling you, we're on the same page, girl. We have the same thirst for the same people. Next up is Peppa's pig dad. Peppa Pig's dad, sorry. So this is an animated man. I've never seen Peppa Pig, but I know that it has a very cult following and according to the peppa pig fandom site he stands at 14 feet tall good for him next up kevin gannett former nba star now he's in uncut gyms and guys i am dying to see uncut gyms i feel like this is kind of the sleeper hit of the award season or maybe not sleeper hit maybe everyone saw this coming but i really want to see that i don't even know what it's about i just know it's getting a lot of hype so whatever and i like adam sandler i'll admit it Next up, The Witcher, another thing that has been getting a lot of hype. And holy crap, guys, I did not realize. I've seen this picture of The Witcher. I even walked in on my family watching it. 
I did not realize Henry Cavill is the main person in that because that the blonde hair like really, really threw me off. But he is a big boy. I mean, Henry Cavill is like that stereotypical big boy, I feel like. It's just too predictable. Next up, Jason Derulo. I feel like they don't mention this in here, but I feel like there's a lot going on about Jason Derulo's shalong this year. He kept talking about how enormous it was and how Instagram was censoring his photos because his shlong was so big. I feel like that's why he's the big boy, right? Okay. Oh, th- you know what? They say, of course, that's not why he made this year's big boy list, talking about him being in Cats, and there's a link. So they probably, it's probably a link to article about his schlong. So I'm sorry, I shouldn't have disrespected the cut like that. Obviously, they'd be on that angle. Next up, Bernie Sanders. I also didn't know he was six feet, so bonafide big boy. Okay. Next up, John Bernthal. He was in Ford v. Ferrari, which was another one that I heard was really good, but did not see. And Sanjita writes that he looks like he smells like Santal 33 and McAllen, which is kind of funny because we talked all about Santal 33. So everything's coming full circle in 2020. Next up, we have the Mandalorian. And she writes, who is he? Who knows? In my head, he's just a very big boy with a Middle Earth aesthetic. I watched a few episodes of The Mandalorian with my sister and her best friend was in town and she was talking about how he's just so hot even though he like never takes the helmet on. He just like oozes sexiness. So apparently people are into this vibe. It's, you know, probably the same reason people are into Kylo Ren, which I don't get, but he's also included on this list and we'll get to that in a second. Next up, we have Kumal Nanjiani. I'm embarrassed I don't know how to say his name because I actually screamed at him at that movie premiere I went to that I talk about all the time because a lot happened to me in that one night. It was all too much for my little pop heart to handle, but I just screamed at him about how I thought his character in Men in Black was the best and his wife looked terrified and protected him. So I'm glad he made the cut because he's getting really shredded for a Marvel role. He posted a real thirst trap Instagram. Good for him because I think it's probably been absolute hell getting in shape for that role. Next up, we have Cousin Greg from Succession. (laughs) They write that Cousin Greg is seven feet tall and in zero control of his body. My friend Elena has seen him a few times at Ray's in New York, and I'm so jealous of that. And he's like one of those people I feel like a lot of people spot in New York, and I think it's partially because he's just so tall. So good for him. Next up, The Bear in Midsommar. I really am dying to see this movie. It looks so freaky weird, which is basically my style of movie I like. So yeah, it's a boy dressed up in a big old bear skin. Extra height and girthy. girthy. (laughs) And she lists as her number one big boy of all time, Adam Driver, which I was talking about how everyone's obsessed with Kylo Ren from Star Wars, who Adam Driver plays. I don't see it. I've never been an Adam Driver fan. Maybe it's because I can only see him as his role he played in Girls, and I just was disturbed by his character in that. But I know he fulfills a lot of big boy dreams for a lot of girls. And that concludes our big boy list of 2019. Thank you for that, Sanjita. 
for legit shit this week. It's something I'm really excited about because it was kind of just a spur of the moment purchase and I'm really liking it so far. So I think I paid about $17 for these. They're these charcoal packets from Amazon and they give you a ton. I think it's like 20 in the pack and I've been putting them in my shoes. I put one in my car. I put them in my hamper. Anywhere that I can kind of, oh, in my fridge. Anywhere that can kind of attract smells. Now I love charcoal. I take charcoal pills to help with hangovers. I feel like they help with stuff issues because the concept is that charcoal has such a large surface area that absorbs basically everything so the same thing applies to smells and yeah so these are supposed to help with smells and I really feel like they've been doing the job and making my gym shoes way less stanky so I hope you enjoyed today's episode check out the charcoal packets and I will see you guys next week bye